everybody. Welcome to another night of Walk It Out. My name is Gretchen Cannon. I'm the community pastor here at Grace Church, and I have my good friend and one of our fellow staff members, Karen Hi. Young, with us. And uh, she, we're going to talk again about balanced Christianity. Before we do that, we're going to get into the Word, and I also, or we're going to get into prayer before we get into this topic. But I also wanted to just let you know. Uh, Walk It Out's been on Fridays, but we're going to shift it to Mondays. So if you're watching live with us uh, tonight or um, you are watching this weekend, uh, just take note that this coming Monday will be our first Monday night to have Walk It Out, and then we'll be on Mondays uh, from then on out. So let me go ahead and open us up in prayer. Well, Father, we thank you for who you are, and Father, we thank you that you created us to be conformed to your image. Like, what a privilege and an honor that is. And we just ask as we get into this dialogue of what it looks like to live a balanced life as a Christian, as a follower of you, that you would speak to our hearts the things that you want us to hear. In Jesus' name, Jesus amen. Name, amen. Amen. Well, last week I t- just introduced Balanced Christianity, which I know you're familiar with that. Very. Up, In, and Out is another. Um, and we talked through Luke 6 as well as Micah 6, 8. And so, Karen, will you go ahead and just read yeah. for us out of Luke 6, um, just the verses uh, 12 through 19 there. Okay. <clears throat> um, now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray. And continued all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called his disciples to himself. And from them, he chose 12, whom he also named apostles. And then 14, 15, and 16, he names the apostles. Uh, Verse 17, and he came down with them and stood on a level place with the crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem. And from seacoast of... Tyre. Tyre. (laughs) Just say it with confidence. Tyre and Sidon, (laughs) um, who came to hear him um, and be healed of their diseases, as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits, Mm -hmm. and they were healed. And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for power went out from him and healed them all. Yeah, it's so good. So do you want to share anything about what you see here as far as balanced Christianity and up in and out, what Jesus, uh, like this is a great snapshot passage. Yes, definitely. I love um, whenever he called his 12, like the very first thing that he does Mm. is he goes into prayer with God. Um, I think that is definitely something that... um, I'm going to speak for myself that sometimes I might lack in my mm-hmm. life. Um, I'll just make decisions off of feelings mm-hmm. or um, emotions or, you know, people pleasing, whatever it is. Um, so good. But I love the fact that Jesus went to the Father first. Um, and then um, whenever we introduced the concept of in, um, he came down and then he called his 12 disciples. And so it wasn't like everyone in the whole entire world, it was his intimate 12. Oh, yeah, that's good. And then the out was um, whenever he went out and he started doing works, um, like healing people and praying for people um, and doing just tons of miracles. So to me, it's a perfect picture of up, in, and out. Yeah, yeah. It's perfect. (laughs) It's just that, like, snapshot right there. And so we talked about this last week, but as we talk about up, exactly what she described, like, just going to the Father, living an intimate, like mm-hmm. personal relationship with mm-hmm. the Lord. And Jesus was in constant contact with his Father. I mean, he 
like he spoke of the father in a very intimate and a personal way, like Mm -hmm. he knew him. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's the same privilege that we get as new covenant believers, like with the Holy Spirit living in inside of us and a new covenant offered to us, like we get that same benefit. And then when we talk about the end, just like how Karen said here, Jesus called those 12. And so it wasn't just so they could be with Jesus, but it's even so Jesus could be with them. Yeah, that's good. I mean, think about that. Yeah, that's really good. Jesus wanted to be with them as well, mm-hmm. to spend time with them and build strong relationships. You know, the Bible, of course, has amazing stories of their times together. But think mm-hmm. about all the things that aren't recorded, like all the times that they were walking or or just, just yeah, mm-hmm. and just, you know, we think about like when we're hanging out with our in you know, yeah. like maybe around my fire pit or on my porch or different things like that. We're just we're just talking about like life and and uh, even things we ate and I mean just hair, just, yeah, hair, yeah, exactly, <laughs> t-shirts, yeah, all of it, right? Yeah, it's awesome. And then when we talk about out, like Jesus never lost sight of the hurting world. He always was. Um, he never lost sight of that as he lived connected with the father, as he was there with his close, um, disciples, those that he was in relationship with, he never lost sight of, um, of the dying world. And, uh, really what he came was to bring kingdom, Mm -hmm. the kingdom here on earth Mm -hmm. for us. So, well, I asked Karen to be on this, um, because I feel like she is one of the few people that I've had the most conversations about how this revelation of living up with the Father in with close people and out with the crowd has impacted as far as relate like uh, just revelation, but also like, man, I've got to change some things that I'm doing or ways I'm thinking. And so I want you to talk about a couple of them, but one that I was first reminded of was when we got shut down for COVID, mm-hmm. when kind of like the whole state got shut down. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about like what happened during that time period and what the Lord spoke to you about. Okay. So um, during COVID, um, I live alone and uh, everything got shut down and we weren't meeting for church. We weren't meeting for work. We weren't meeting for, if those of you that don't know, I actually work here at the church. Um, so everything closed down and we were working from home. So, um, at the time I would wake up, um, and immediately the first thing I would do is get coffee. (laughs) (laughs) First things are first for some people, right? (laughs) Um, I would get coffee and then I would sit with the father. Mm. And I mean, like I, it would be, there was one day, (laughs) I'm pretty sure I sat with him all day long. That's awesome. But um, one thing, I don't know if you've talked about this in any of your other podcasts, but it's um, discipline, desire, delight. Mm -hmm. So um, sometimes, you know, opening up the Bible is um, a discipline. You don't really feel like you want to do it, right? So um, during this time, it was not that at all. Like it wasn't something that I knew I had Mm -hmm. to do because it was Mm -hmm. good for me. It was more like, oh my gosh, I'm ready to sit down. It was delight. and it was like amazing, like spending time with him and just, I was just so at peace on the inside and, um, and I'm an introvert, so I don't mind being by myself. Like <laughs> it doesn't bother me. So, um, 
there was one day, I think we were a month into COVID or something like that. And um, I'm sitting with the father. It's the morning time because I have this spot in my house where my couch looks over, like looks out the window. And I would sit there and <laughs> look out the window and listen to worship music. And I just love the Lord. Um, and then, uh, but there was something inside of me and I was, I was sad mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, what is wrong? I'm alone. I like being alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting with the Lord. This is amazing. Yeah. But there was something in me that was just kind of a little bit sad. Um, and I felt like the Lord said, um, you're, you're not balanced, Karen. So I had my uptime with the Lord. I had my in crowd. Mm-hmm. Like I have people that are very close to me that I share intimate details about my life with. Um, but we weren't meeting. I wasn't volunteering with the children. I wasn't doing mm-hmm. anything. I was just up and in. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like the Lord had told me, you're unbalanced because I had no out. Mm-hmm. And it was the first time that it was like, whoa, this tool mm-hmm. actually like came alive for mm-hmm. me. And I was like, wow, there's there really is something to this concept. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I remember that day you were like, you... I think you called or texted and you were like, I don't know who's coming into the office and if anybody's ever coming by, but I'm coming in. I came in every Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, you're like. We met every Tuesday. Yeah. I dro- And I live in Oklahoma City, so I drove. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she had a drive, but she's like, I have to be around some other people. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just a beautiful picture. And so one of the things that she talked about there was the uh, discipline, the des- uh, the delight, and then desire. And so I did cover that when um, I did a series on the process of transformation. And so if you're kind of new listener, you missed that series, man, I encourage you to go back and grab that. I even got to have my friend Mike Daniel on for one of the last segments, and we talked about what it looks like to move towards being aware of the new covenant all the way to owning it. Mm-hmm. But in the middle of that process is what we call the behavioral gap. And in that behavioral gap, you move from something like, because you're trying to reprioritize your life around Mm -hmm. something, like a new revelation, like what she's talking about. But it's at first, it's a discipline. And then it becomes a delight. And then it becomes like something you so desire. Mm -hmm. And so it's out of Psalm 37, verses 3 and 4. And it says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. That right there is just discipline. You discipline yourself to trust, to do good, and to dwell and feed on his faithfulness. And then it says in verse 4, delight yourself also in the Lord, delight, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. And so that's what she's referring to and just how she moved from that process of like being aware of balanced Christianity, pondering what it might look like in her life like checking it out a little bit more to actually moving through the process transformation to where Mm -hmm. it's becoming more of a lens she looks through. And so another time, um, a little bit later after COVID, some life change stuff, you, you kind of got out of balance again. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, do you want to talk about that? I know I, I, you had shared with me and so I kind of challenged you just, just take it slow, just take it, you know, Okay. Um, yes. Yeah. I'm like yeah. thinking back. Yeah. 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 So much has happened. <laughs> so, um, uh, some personal stuff happened to me. Um, and then I started school. So, uh, I college, college, like she's a college student. College. <laughs> We're so proud of her. <laughs> um, I started, I decided I wanted to go back to school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what I started prioritizing was homework and school. 
Um, and my... and if she doesn't have like a four pointer, almost like she is failing. So we're working on some of that. <laughs> Go ahead. Like some people may yeah. not have the realization of what you mean of prioritizing school. Yes. Yeah, so I am very, so one of the things that I do struggle with is I find a lot of identity in my grade point average mm-hmm. and what I get on my homework assignments and tests. So <laughs> that's it's good to be excellent. It's not good to get your identity from it. So whenever she, whenever I say start prioritizing, like, I put that first above everything. I need to get my homework done. I need to study. I need to do something because I would like I would like to graduate with one of those colored things on, you know? And we'll be there to cheer you I on. don't even know what they're called, but I want one. Yeah, I didn't have one, so it's all good. <laughs> you should have. Um, so, um, setting with the Father and hanging out with Jesus became less of a priority. So, um... Uh, my delight and my desire mm-hmm. turned into discipline. Mm-hmm. So um, a great wise woman <laughs> told me, she came to check on me to see how I was doing. Um, and I said, I'm just not, it's just not mm-hmm. like how it was. It's it's changed. Um, I'm not spending enough time. I'm not spending the time with the Lord as I used to. And she looked at me, she <laughs> looked at me and she said, um, Karen, like 10 minutes a day, just even 10 minutes is better than nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started incorporating that into, into my life because I, I, I know what it's like to set with the Lord. I know what it's like to be saturated in his presence. And I know that it's good for my heart. And so, um, because I know those things, um, even just the 10 minutes, even if I don't feel it, like mm-hmm. it's not a desire, it's not a delight, but it's a discipline. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I know I need this. I need this for me. I need this for me up here t- as well. Um, so that's what my mm-hmm. life looks like now. It's just um, 10, 20, 30 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. um, it's not as, you know, the feelings aren't always there, but it's still it's still discipline. Yeah. And so one of the reasons why I went to check on her, she just seemed off. She seemed like anxious in her mind, the language that you were coming out. I don't know out. what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the fruit kind of started to not grow like we had seen before. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, it's not a performance thing. It's like no. for you. Yes. Like, how are you? The health of your heart, yeah. the health of your mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's how well-being. we got into that discussion. Mm-hmm. And And then what was really cool, I don't know if you had told hardly anybody about, you know, like my suggestion of 10 minutes or my challenge, you know, but about two or three weeks later, people just would start saying things to me like, man, something's changing in Karen. And so I kind of let it go for about another week or so. And then I came to her and just said, hey, how's the 10 minutes going? And she was like, good, I'm, I'm doing it. And I said, well, this is what the talk of the talk around us is this. And so it goes back to a disciple of Jesus first abides in him. Mm-hmm. And, and to even to abide in him, you have to get connected. And I don't mm-hmm. mean your spirit. I mean, your mind, your will, and your emotions connect to him. So then you can stay connected. And, and out of that, you walk in his ways, his character and nature is formed in you. You know, and and that's what they were seeing. And so I wanted her to know that mm-hmm. um, because it wasn't like before, like, hey, she's like really sucking or something. It was just like, is Karen OK? <laughs> and now it's like, you know, man, things have really shifted in her. And so 
that is what in is about. Like mm-hmm. somebody that knows you enough that you don't have to come and say, man, I'm struggling or I'm not sitting with the Lord or things are really rough, but like they just see it because of the fruit and then they can come to you and say, right. hey, hey, what's really going on? You know, maybe it's a lie you're believing. Maybe it's just that you're not connecting to him. Like it's like that umbilical cord. A baby doesn't just detach and attach. Like it stays connected all the time. So it's like, hey, have you detached the umbilical cord, right. you know, as your source? And so that's what the in is all about. It's not to have some social club or some clique. Mm-hmm. It's to grow each other in who they are in the Lord through everyday life. Right. You know. And what I act, what I really loved was she came out of concern for me, not mm-hmm. because I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. So that to me Yay. is a huge difference. <laughs> that blesses me. Yay. Yay. Well, um, what does the in look like for you? Um, now or has either. Or ha- yeah. Ever. I mean, like, um, how would you, how would describe you describe what, in. because like, if you think about in, it's like a lot of people are like, well, it needs to be a Bible study or you go and get your nails done together all the time. Or, um, you know, like what does in, what have you experienced as, so, as in? So, um, whenever I refer to in, it's more like someone who knows me intimately. Yeah. Um, it's not, to me, I feel like if you go to a Bible study, there's all sorts of people there you may or may not know. So you just show them a certain part of you. Um, and then you keep the intimate stuff, you know, to yourself. Mm-hmm. So to me, in is someone, um, or a group of people who know you intimately, who knows, um, the good, the bad, and also the ugly and love you yeah. even though there's ugly in you. So that's, that's in to me. Yeah. So good. <laughs> yeah. And we, I, we were talking in, in uh, staff devotion this last week about, um, you know, what our struggle was, whether it, it was talking about communication, but communicating mm-hmm. honestly, respectfully, clearly, or I don't remember the fourth one. Oh, in a timely, in a timely manner. manner. <laughs> yeah, In a timely manner. And so like, which one of us, you know, which one of those four were we weekend and different things like that. And you brought up again, like, um, the people pleasing thing mm-hmm. and, and some of that. And so when you struggle with that, even going to a Bible study, you're going to say what you think the people want you to hear. And I know as our relationship has progressed over the last nine or 10 years, like you've gotten more brave and you never would really lie to me. You it just kind of like partial. Yeah. You know? It was unclear. Like, yeah. I'll, I'm going to tell you the truth, but because I don't want to tell you all the truth, I'm just going to kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And as we've gotten to know each other mm-hmm. and develop our relationship, you're more brave at telling like the why. And right. like what it is. And and I feel like it's because you've learned to trust me and I've learned to trust you. Yeah. And like we haven't left each other. Right. And even in the tough stuff right. we've gone through mm-hmm. as yeah. as uh, colleagues, but as, as friends yeah. and, you know, so, yeah. yeah. So indefinitely, it reminds me of, I feel like you need an in-group would be a place where you feel safe as well because you're not going to be open honest and vulnerable if you're not feeling safe that's so good that's so good well last week uh, kind of at the end of um my live stream i talked about kind of grace church as a whole like when we started we were very up and in and then over the years how we shifted uh, over the 
kind of the beginning part of the years we shifted to up and out and some of that. So you've been here a part of Grace Church almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. You've been on staff, I don't know, eight or nine? Step, I've been on staff for eight. Okay. And I think I've been coming here for nine, nine and a half. Nine yeah, and a half, something, ten, like, something that. like that. Yeah, yeah. It's getting <laughs> close to 10. And so, like, not that your opinion or what you observed is factual, but because you own this pretty well, like... What did you observe or experience as the strongest parts of Grace Church 10 years ago in the up, in and out? And then what do you observe kind of now or maybe even the transition over? It may have not been one thing 10 years ago and now we're here, but what do you want to share? Um, I think the number one thing, because when I first started attending uh, Grace, I was a little bit reluctant. Um, I was kind of unsure, but uh, the longer that I came here, I was like, wow, these these people are legit. <laughs> These people are legit. Like as in, um, they really hang out with the Lord. So definitely something, um, I think Grace Church, um, is good at is definitely up. Yeah. Um, for sure up. Um, and the N was definitely, when I started coming, it was a lot smaller than it is now. Yeah. And so it was a lot easier to have in, um, Were we still meeting, eating meals together a uh, lot? On... No, okay. you guys had gone past that p- point. Um, it was right before uh, we moved we into here. this yeah. into this building. But the inn was still very. Um, uh, it was very in. Like mm-hmm. it was very. I felt like I was a part of a family. Mm-hmm. It was very family oriented, and it was like it just felt so family like. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely up and in. Um, Uh, besides like the Thanksgiving outreach, which I think we've done for a really long time mm-hmm. and the cookie outreach, I don't remember doing a lot of out. Out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then now, mm-hmm. now I feel like, uh, we're really good as a church. I feel like, um, we're still good at up for mm-hmm. sure. I feel like, and I don't know if this is because of COVID. Right. Um, I feel like the end might be deteriorating a mm-hmm. little, but I don't know if it's because we've grown or mm-hmm. COVID or mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Um, the out, I think we're getting really good at. We mm-hmm. have um, the EOCRC. Mm-hmm. Did I say right. that right? Yeah. EOC, yeah. yes. Eastern Oklahoma County Resource Center. Yeah. And we help the schools and I love that. I love that mm-hmm. we help the kids. Um, we do this Thanksgiving outreach all the time, 4th of July outreach. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've gotten stronger at the out, but I think our in has kind of changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so just like last week, I kind of gave you kind of a picture over like the last 23 years and how the Lord is is speaking to us about like, hey, we need to come back to the in. And, um, you know, Steve is an amazing, like, um, just his mindset and his thought process with up and out is so natural for him. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really a lot of um, a lot of the environment, a lot of the. F- it's just exciting to do that. Sometimes it's not exciting to sit around and listen to somebody's struggles and to remind them they need to sit with the Lord for ten minutes. Have you been sitting with the Lord? Right, like those are oh, hard no. questions to ask. <laughs> like what you want to do is say, "Hey, you want to go hand out cokes?" <laughs> like that's much easier than really asking, "Are you sitting with the Lord?" Mm-hmm. But if you go back to the individuals up in and out, you know, we just talked about the corporate. If you go back to the individuals up in and out. If there's in and out with no up, 
there's no authority. There's no power. There's mm-hmm. no fruit. Right. I mean, it's John 15. If you abide in me, then you'll produce fruit. And so that's kind of what it's all about. And um, next week, I'm going to get into the up, uh, which covered a lot of kind of the same concepts in um, um, the series, A Disciple on Walk It Out, where we talked about a disciple abides. But I'm going to talk through even um, Acts 9 and like when Saul became Paul and like how we saw up in and out very soon in his Christian Mm, walk. mm -hmm. Like you don't have to wait (laughs) until you've arrived somewhere to have in or or out. And so just like how she talked about with COVID, sitting in her house by herself with the Lord sometimes all day. And that's a beautiful thing. Like I love that, and I have a I have a rhythm for myself to get in that, mm-hmm. but and to stay in that. But you don't have to wait until you reach a certain point or anything like that mm-hmm. to be in that in relationship or in the out. And as a just from somebody on the outsider looking in, I know you you invested and sewed into um, a group of four ladies for mm-hmm. about a year or so. I can't remember exactly the timeline, but as I've watched um, over the last year, I don't know, six months or a year, you've got a really close relationship with with one of them in particular right. is the one that I, I seem to walk into her office when they're FaceTiming. Yeah, we FaceTime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. So, so tell me what that looks like as far as having an in, because she's quite a bit younger than you even. Yes. I don't, for some strange reason, young people like me. I don't know. <laughs> Older people like you too. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you ask me how that happened? Yeah. Well, or what does it look like? Yeah. Um... Uh, I think it it's very it was very organic. Um I feel You mean like, she didn't come and say, "Hey, will you be my mentor?" No, she never. <laughs> I uh, I don't and I don't know if you've talked about people of peace or no, something. No, go ahead. Oh, okay. So, um I feel like sometimes um like the Lord kind of and I don't think just for me. I think he does it to everyone. Yeah. We see it in Luke 10, uh right before Mary and Martha's story that's real popular where he sends them out and he says, don't take anything, and if you go to this town and there's peace, if they feed you, if they take care of you, if they befriend you, stay. Mm-hmm. And if not, go on to another one. And then you actually see it when they're out on their journey. They run into a, a home where there's peace, Mary mm-hmm. and Martha, and they worship him and and uh, cook for them, <laughs> you know, yeah. all of that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's so, what she's talking about. Yes, yeah. so I feel like sometimes... Um, um, with me, the Lord will kind of, and I don't want to use the word highlight, but it's like, it's like, I just know them. Mm, that's so good. That's you know by the I mean? spirit. Like it's, we know everybody by the spirit, but like there's this intimate connection yes, by the spirit. Yes. Yeah. And not all the time they'll feel that with me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because totally then I'll reach, I'll reach out and I'll be like, Hey, hi, I'll be, but to them, they're like, Oh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I, it's like, I, I'm like, I know you, and it's almost like an attraction. Like, yeah, I know you. so good. Um, and so I definitely had uh, that feeling with this particular girl. Um, and she'll call me. She'll FaceTime me. Um, I'll text her. I mean, it's and it's not like, it's just, you know, a few times within the month, mm-hmm. but we've gone to 
um, the farmer's market and scissor tell mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. We went um, paddle boarding together with one, her and one of her other friends. That's awesome. <laughs> Which is really funny because <laughs> her other friend is a senior in high school. And then she's a sophomore in college. Anyway, it's really And funny. you are not. And I'm not. But you are in college. <laughs> but I am in college, right. Um, we just hang out. We just hang out and kind of, um, she tells me about school and, you know, babysitting and her job and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just listen to her. Um, and it's just kind of cultivating that safe place, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's so good. Um, to where if she does get in, you know, anything, life happens. Yeah. So, you know, just kind of cultivating that safety of like, hey, whenever you need me, I'm, I'm here. That's so so good. That is so good. Yeah, totally answered my question actually better than I had in my mind. So, (gasps) so what I hope that you hear today is like balanced Christianity is the way that we saw Jesus live through scripture. And I'm going to, you know, talk about Paul and just some of, some of other places in the, in the word where we see it, but like it's healthy for us. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people say, all you need is Jesus. But actually, it's all you need is Jesus first. Because he also showed us mm-hmm. that he had the in and he had the out. And so I hope that you heard that today. And anything else you want to share before I have you pray and close us? Um, I the With the balanced Christianity, it's almost like whenever you're like up and he just like fills you with all of this love, like you can't help but like, yeah. you know what I mean? You got to give it to somebody. Yes. <laughs> somebody. Absolutely. Anybody. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, so, it's so true. Yeah. It's the abundance. Yeah. 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 Of who he is. And that's the empowerment. Mm-hmm. That's the confidence even. I mean, you're an introvert and you're talking about all your relationships with these yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so it's the abundance that he gives us that mm-hmm. overflows us. Mm-hmm. I love it. Well, just a reminder before I have Karen pray for us as we dismiss, uh, this will be our last Friday night together and we're going to shift to Monday. So just in a few days, we'll be back together and uh, we'll continue talking about what it looks like balanced Christianity with the up, in, and the out. So, all right. Well. Pray us out if you don't mind. Okay. Well, Father, we just thank you that um, you are so good um, Mm. and that you love us unconditionally and that your desire for us is to know you um, and to know ourselves in you. And I thank you that you are for us. So, Father, um, I just, we just want to give you praise and thanks for the goodness um, and Mm. the faithfulness. that you are in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.